What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the show. We are your host, Chase and Miles, and we are at the Lucky Duck. Welcome. 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 Just me and Miles today, which is the way we prefer it. Fuck friends. Cheers. Cheers. What are we drinking today? I'm already six beers deep. Yep. Uh, this is... Probably Mountain Dew with Rufy in it. Yes, that's correct. Actually, oh, okay. wow, on the nose, you're just six beers deep, and you're that coherent. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's a Saturday. I woke up this morning, started drinking heavily. It's at eleven a.m. right now, and you are. And uh, uh, correct me if I'm mistaken. You're drinking um, Bushlight. But the yeah. camo version of bush lights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Just checking. Just we had to specify that. That's a certain kind of drunk. Yeah. You go into that and you're like ready to shoot some deer afterwards. And I got him from my neighbor. Nice. Yeah, yeah. he has a tractor. That that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Somehow you your neighbor who lives in an apartment also conveniently has a tractor. Yeah. Where does he park this tractor? I don't live in an apartment. Oh, right. <clears throat> don't give people false information. Oh, true, true. Sorry. Um, you live out in the middle of nowhere. Yes. <laughs> By the airport. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a piece of land out there back in 1973, mm. and they wanted like $2 million for it, you or know, I wanted $2 million for it, but they wouldn't pay me. You uh, got into the market right at best time i know in the 70s mm-hmm. damn dude you must be sitting on a, quite a piece of land i bought several other pieces of land as well mm. including one in downtown my garnish just fell out i think you could edit that out <laughs> wow this actually is pretty good it's pretty strong yeah so what exactly is it yeah so this is okay um this has got to be a first i hope but it's uh it's Mountain Dew Baja Blast Hard Soda with lime juice, lemon juice, uh, rum agrigole. It's a Clement rum. Um, and then dry curacao. What is curacao? It's a liqueur. It's about 40%, that specific one. Typically, when you think of a curacao, you think of like the blue liquid. It's typically like a bluish um they put it in like tropical drinks and stuff Uh in fact uh the reason why i bought that is when scott was on the podcast last and we did um what did we do tiki yeah we did uh, my my ties yeah and my ties call for dry curacao and that and that specific particular rum the clement rum um traditionally uh like a jamaican rum as well so you just reused those for this one? I created stuff? a new cocktail. We have these Baja Blast Mount Hard Soda Mountain Dews, and right. I thought, hey, um, let's make a cocktail out of this. What? What can we? Let's get creative. Let's come up with something, you know, schnazzy, and uh, it's actually not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. We had Katie from the last podcast mm-hmm. do a taste test of. The Mountain Dew hard soda, hard drink. Hard soda. I think hard Mountain Dew. Yeah, hard Mountain Dew. Yeah, it's hard soda. Um, not a sponsor, by the way, even though we keep talking about it. <laughs> we just happen to like it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, some of the flavors hit and miss, but this one, pretty good. And uh, 
I think I think this is gonna probably be like a fifteen percent alcohol drink. <laughs> Question Will I have a headache tomorrow? You might. You might. Will it be from the six beers that I had before? It might this? be from the Bush Light camo edition. Um actually have you have you ever heard of the Bush Light Apple? Is that real? Yeah, it's a thing. No, it's not. It's kind of yeah, it is. Yeah, look it up. Pull it, pull it up. Ugh. Yeah, people were going kind of like cultishly uh, crazy about it. It was like a thing where like they were doing it for a limited amount of time, and people were driving all over the state to like grab the case, like the la- last remaining cases on the shelves. Ah, uh, yeah. so it was just a cider. I guess. Yeah, I never. I've never had it, so I can't really. Uh, it reminds me of remember that cider that came out. It was like one of the first popular ciders that came out. Yeah, it was mass produced. Yeah. The apple one was it called Apple Orchard or something like that? Yeah, it was Apple Orchard. Yeah, yeah. It um, looks like that, like the competitor to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I think ciders are great and all, but it's not something that I typically can drink more than one of. Like I'll have one totally. just for like the novelty of it, and I'm like, yeah, this was nice, you know, apple juice. <laughs> I went to there's one in Rhino. What's it called? Mm. Stem ciders. Stem ciders. Yeah, they're pretty popular. Yeah, they're pretty good. I've had them quite a few times now, but I went down there and had one that they called the cucumber something cider, and it literally was just pickle cider. Ew. Like they should have just. Oh, I think it was a salted cucumber. <laughs> Oh my God! Stop. That's that's pickles. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I think the way you make pickles is you use vinegar, vinegar and sodium. I think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think you can add whatever you but want. But it tastes like a pickle cider, yeah. not cucumber. It, it had no hint of cucumber. You know what I mean? Hmm. That kind of distinct cucumber taste when you have cucumber water. Interesting. I do like cucumber water. I like cucumber. I like green juices with cucumber in it and stuff. Like when I was in Mexico, we went to this vegan place and they just brought us out like four or five different uh, non-alcoholic cocktails. Oh. And it was just basically just like high-end juices. I thought you were going to say like four types of cucumber slices. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm like, yeah, keep them coming. Um and really good. Uh, I thought I was getting alcohol, but I wasn't. After my second one, he was like, yeah, there's no alcohol in that. I was like, I knew it. Yeah, he was like, damn, <laughs> I thought I was drunk. <laughs> this is a vegan place, not like a non-alcoholic like, yeah, place. but kind of lame. Mm. I don't know why they would do that. I think it's for it, that whole experience was like health forward. Where was it? In Mexico? Yeah, it was at Ishkaret Arte, which Ishkaret? is one of the um one of the bigger resorts down about 50 minutes south of Cancun in Playa de Karma. Yeah. But you just went to Peru. 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 Where you did copious <laughs> that amounts was like of French, right? cocaine. <laughs> yeah, cocaine leaves. Yeah, 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 coca leaves. <laughs> That's what they're called. Cocaine leaves. Are they actually called cocaine leaves? Uh, or no, coca leaves. Coca leaves. Coca yeah. leaves, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, I learned all about it. I went to a coca, coca museum, I oh, guess. Oh, nice. They make tons of different products with the leaf. So yeah. they make like candies, chocolates. Uh, you can get beer with it. Really? Yeah, like just, oh. they just put it pretty much in everything. Hmm. I think it's a tourist thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. 
I think the Taurus, when they have coca leaf or coca, it's just the leaf. They just chew on the leaf. I don't think they're like sucking on coca candies. Yeah. Um, and then they have like powders you can mix in with stuff. Like you could use it for baking. But I think primarily they should use the leaf in two ways. So they use it for tea and then for, yeah, basically you take a bit of the, the leaves, which kind of just look like your generic tree leaf. Mm-hmm. Like if you had a small piece of lettuce or something, or maybe even, or in, and then dried it out yeah. because you don't, they don't eat them like right off the tree. They dry them out uh, and then they'll store them, sell them, uh, to people and then people will take the dry leaf they'll stick a little bundle of it in their mouth you chew it into a pulp and then you just kind of like stick it in your your gum kind of like you would tobacco or something yeah and you're then, dipping you're straight dipping yeah and then it's supposed to give you it's like a it's just some, some kind of stimulant so it should be like caffeine or like cocaine yeah because <laughs> uh, that's what they that's what uh that so to make cocaine they process the leaves right yeah yeah so um i don't know exactly what they do with it because that that's not the part because it that it's cocaine's not legal there right yeah coca leaves are and i think it's one of the only countries i think there's a few others where coca leaves are legal at least oh, really in the u.s it's a schedule one drug just the leaf just is? the leaf yeah wow. which is crazy wow. right like yeah. i can go there go into the grocery store, buy a little bag of leaves, yeah. like fucking lettuce, yeah. and then come, get on my flight, come back to the U.S., and then they put me in prison, right? Yeah, it's a felony, right? <laughs> That's what's if you get caught with a Schedule One drug, right? I guess. Isn't that a felony? The Schedule One is the same as what uh, marijuana it, uh, kind of is. Oh, uh, right? okay, yeah. So then, Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, marijuana is a Schedule One drug. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And schedule, Schedule One, is, is it like one's the worst, or is it like... Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so Somehow is, marijuana made three? it in there. <laughs> three is like Tylenol. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah too much Tylenol. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, that's so weird. So when we went to, in Peru, there's an area called the Hidden Valley. Mm-hmm. No, the Sacred Valley. Sorry if anyone's Peruvian. Hidden, the Hidden Valley is ranch, <laughs> Valley by ranch. the way. So that's where ranch comes from. I've had too much ranch. <laughs> yeah. You're drunk on six bush lights. Yeah. So uh, the Sacred Valley, which is translated from, um, I think, like an Incan, uh, I forget the name of the, the language that they spoke there. But uh, it's this huge, ginormous valley, like huge mountains like there's super prominent mountains so you're in you're in a a valley where you're you're literally surrounded by these massive mountains and glaciers and stuff like that and it's a huge valley that goes from like what a lot of people would know as Machu Picchu Mm -hmm. uh, the popular place where the Incans built some stuff on some mountains and then it goes to a place called um, or an area a little past a town called Pisac which is another kind of popular little town and and then you get into Cusco so like it's all around Cusco and in that valley they grow um like corn and shit like that uh but if you kept going like that way I think toward more towards um the jungle area uh which I guess would be getting more south is where you where where they grow the coca leaves Mm. or the coca plants or trees I think they're trees uh which they get the leaves off of and 
uh, while we were there, one of the local guys was giving us a little tour of this place we were staying at, and mm. he was explaining to us that uh, in once you get kind of further into the jungle area where they're growing it, he said that's where they have the issues with um, mm. people harvesting it and taking it and then pro- like bringing it somewhere and processing it, like somewhere right. else in Peru or Colombia or wherever. Hmm. Um and he said that the government supposedly doesn't support it and they're actively trying to to stop it because it causes violence and other issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and But the thing is, you, they make so much more money from selling it to cocaine producers than they do like people on the street yeah. who want to suck on the leaf. You right, know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it's it's kind of he it, like the way he explained it is kind of weird. I wonder if there's like a, a, a limit on how much of it you can buy from as a private buyer like if you go hey i want ten thousand pounds of coca leaves they're right. gonna go why do you want that yeah hmm. right so like i wonder if there's limits on you know because like i yeah. I, th- I think in colorado there's limits on how much for instance like marijuana is legal here I, I think there's limits on how much you can buy right here i i don't know what that is but i've heard people talk about it yeah um because of like the issue of oh you're gonna go turn around and start selling it yeah because it's like no one can consume that much yeah marijuana yeah. except for Snoop Dogg yeah he's true. buying buying like pounds of weed and they're like that's a day's worth of yeah he just yeah. he just grows it right this <laughs> his own grow house I think he has his own probably has his own his own brand brand right? yeah probably yeah. right I would imagine yeah I, I, he's missing out on that market if he's not yeah for sure yeah I guess he. He, uh, I feel like he's like the kind of guy who could have gotten in really early. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, him and like Tommy Chong. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. they already had ins. Yeah, to like the illegal version of it before it was legal. Yeah, and yeah. then they just changed them to be legal. I guess I don't know. Yeah, is it legal to to grow marijuana in a grow house? Yeah, I think so. In a warehouse or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can actually grow it. Yeah, you it, have to. It, you have to be licensed. You have to be licensed. Yeah, yeah. You have to like go through. I think. I think this is how it is. Um, where you have to like register or apply for a license. Um, I think you have to get like a couple licenses. One to grow it, and then two to sell it. Probably right. To sell it to yeah. the dispensaries. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. would make sense. Mm-hmm. So here at the Lucky Duck, you can get your Lucky Duck branded <laughs> marijuana. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> go to LuckyDuck.squarespace.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I remember I remember moving out here and my first year here, maybe it was my second year, uh we were going snowboarding and we were at Sports Authority renting boards and boots and we I ran into a guy who uh graduated from FSU and moved out here. He graduated with uh a degree in molecular biology or something of the sort and he started and he got hired by like a dispensary to like basically basically be their botanist hmm. to like help, you know, make the strain or whatever yeah. uh, more potent. Like, <laughs> and he funny. was bragging to me. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'll give you a tour if you ever want to come down. I was like, I'm good, man. He's like, no, uh, I'm trying to get it up to like X percent uh thc or something and i was like oh okay cool it was just like it was weird surreal moment where i moved out here you know 36 hours away from you know where he was and we we both went to basically graduated the same time and yeah it was just kind of weird but have you heard of this have you heard of uh this thing going around called delta eight it's basically like Mm. um 
like a like a THC adjacent drug that people it's like legal in some of the states where marijuana is not legal and oh it's the synthetic it's like a synthetic yeah where somebody altered a molecule here and there and then it like i guess i i've never tried it before but people tell me you can get high from it in the same way that like marijuana gets you high yeah Um, they've had that for a long time have they yeah like when i was in um high school working at a gas station one of the guys there he uh was a a big drug dealer who had gotten arrested and he had just gotten out of prison and he was working at the gas station as well. So he was on uh, probation or whatever, you know, when he has to take drug tests and he was showing me the, he had a packet of it. I I forget what they call it. I think there's a word for it. Well, there's, there's always been, there's been like, I think there's several different versions of this type of drug Delta eight is one that's a newer one, I think, but okay. they've had other ones where they've tweaked it and they called it something. Yeah. Because and, it's, it's usually, um, like, uh, I always see news reports where it's like, Oh, this yeah. person died from synthetic. Yeah. Medicine. Um, Charlotte's web was one. I think that was a nickname for one. There was like another one. Um, was the one that helps with like epilepsy and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, they're synthetic, so we and they're new-ish, so we nobody's done any studies on it. Like I, I watched a TikTok video that showed up in my feed, and it was like this, um, this guy that studies and does testing on drugs for safety was talking about it, and he's like, if you know somebody who's using this, like tell them to stop because, um like I get it like you're probably using it because you're in a state where you can't get legal marijuana so you're buying this at a gas station um and it gets you like close to the real thing um but we have no idea what it does to your body um it's grown in a lab where they are you know basically tweaking a molecule and then by doing that it makes it legal because it's not the same drug as marijuana is, but, um, so it's not, it's not THC in it. It's, it's like THCC. It's, I think they start with that. Yeah. And they basically, uh, slightly modify that, yeah, yeah. uh, in a way where, um, you know, we just don't understand what, you know, and this is like, you know, basic, uh, rant of, you know, we don't know what's doing your body, blah, blah, blah. So don't, right. don't use it. But, um, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's kind of weird to think about in our conversation of like schedule one drugs and this and that it's like, there's ways to get around it that I feel like are kind of weird in in a way that, um, I don't, I don't understand the difference between what Delta eight does and what marijuana does, but yet, like one's illegal and one's not. Right. You know. I wonder if it has to do with the law. <clears throat> like if the law specifically states whatever it is, THC mm-hmm. or it's like a loophole. Yeah. Yeah. And then no one wants to change the law to say like any modification of THC because the 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 like feelings of of THC are, are more progressive now. So no one's like, mm-hmm. we're gonna make like the law harder yeah like everyone's trying to make it they're trying to to get rid of that law or and and legalize it but so no one's probably no one's like oh let's also make this other thing illegal too but it i don't know it makes sense like they made 
Didn't they make like jeweling illegal or yeah. something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And apparently they're coming out with a Jewel 2. It's like the sequel or whatever to yeah. the, the first Jewel. I thought they made it illegal because it... Marketing uh, to yeah. minors, yeah. So yeah. they, they just make another one. They're like, this one is not for minors. Well, that I mean, we're talking about the same thing with this Delta 8 stuff, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, that's illegal. Let's make something slightly different. Kind of the same. Does the trick. And that's legal. Listen, it's legal until it's not, right? It's legal until something happens and somebody spends the money and the time to write legislation or lobby against that particular thing. Right. It's like you can make something completely new and start selling it. It doesn't have to be FDA approved to be able to sell it in the United States. It's like bath salts, right? Hmm. Bath salts are legal? Yeah. because the, Can't they fuck you up? Yeah, the utility of them is the way you're supposed to use them is like dissolving in the tub and you soak and it's supposed to be healthy for your skin and do all these all therapeutic effects. But if you like, I don't know how you get, how do you, how does one get high off of bath salts? I'm not really sure, but like like the other day I was, I was somewhere, I I think it was sprouts or something. And I saw a thing and it was like bath salts. And I looked at Sarah and I was like, should we get some bath salts? You want to get crazy tonight? <laughs> yeah. and, and I think it was, um, I watched the John McAfee documentary mm-hmm. on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it was in, in that documentary at some point, one of the the um, guys from Vice who had filmed him for, for a lot of the time mentioned that some like a lot he was doing bath salts. Jesus. Yeah. But then I, I, I had the same question, like, how do you, how do you use bath salts? Yeah. It's, like it sounds painful. Yeah, I mean, it, listen. There's so many things like that where you're not supposed you're supposed to use it one way, but people use it another. You know, like um, uh, cough medicine. That's a perfect example, uh, right? The the classic yep. purple drink. But they've kind of um, they've kind of regulated that though. Yeah, have they? Uh, I think it's Robitussin is is what actually uh, causes the mm-hmm. effects that people are looking for. And I believe that you can only get Robitussin in in a certain amount over the counter. Uh, no, oh, behind yeah. the counter. Yeah, behind the counter. Yeah. So you have to got to get that good stuff. Give them the like your ID and stuff, and then they record it, and mm-hmm. then they report it. I think to yeah. the DA or whoever. The same thing with Sudafed, right? You can maybe, take, maybe it's Sudafed. You can take okay. Sudafed okay. and um and break it down and make meth out of it make meth from it right yeah so they were having a lot of problems with people going from like cvs to cvs just trying to get as much sudafed as they could and then selling it to people who are making meth yeah that's a big problem especially they were, like when we lived in florida mm-hmm. that was a huge problem with the uh, pill mills yeah so you could go like it wasn't well regulated so you could go to like any pain doctor and be like i have this problem they'll write you a prescription and i think a lot of them were like not very ethical doctors yes they were just like oh yeah yeah here you go make money off of this whatever another prescription yeah so they'd write a prescription and then you take that and then you go sell them pill mills i think they call them right yeah pill mills pill mills yeah yeah it's interesting yeah i mean listen you can overdose on tylenol yeah tylenol is pretty i mean i think there's like over a thousand deaths a year from tylenol overdoses right in the united states but i think like are those purposeful i don't know because there's, I feel like there's only one thing you would take too much Tylenol for. It would be to kill yourself. Like, yeah. There's no real other reason, right? 
I mean, unless you're taking a lot of other drugs, like maybe right. other people and yeah. interacting with that. I know you're only supposed to take like 4,000 milligrams mm-hmm. in a day. Mm-hmm. And so if you have like extra strength ones that are 500 milligrams and you take like 10 that day, or you I don't lose, think it'll yeah. it'll kill you. Like, I don't think you OD on it, no, but, but it'll hurt your liver. Yeah, you'll damage your organs for sure. And if you do that 10 days in a row. Yeah, not good. <laughs> I don't know. When I was or in, if you're drinking, yeah, like you said, if you're doing other things, like if you're drinking copious amounts of alcohol, yeah. maybe you're on some antidepressants, you're taking some other things for some other symptoms, and then you take, and you forget you already took the Tylenol, you know, because you're, you're. I don't know blitzed. how people, how old people live, like pillboxes. Like if you're old and you don't have a pillbox that yeah. says Monday through. I have a pillbox. I don't take medication i just take supplements i need to get a pill box because there's a couple of medicines that i take every night yeah and literally sometimes like i will have taken it 10 minutes ago and i will forget yeah yeah, if i took it yeah yeah uh, i'm like did i take it and then i'm like should i take it i don't want to get like uh withdrawal (laughs) symptoms or whatever so i don't know it's you know what you know what i used to like Growing up is that orange uh, children's uh, ibuprofen uh, mixture. Maybe it was. Maybe it's the oh, fucking gross. Dude, I liked it. Ew. I liked it. Yeah. Psycho. No, it's good. It's good. Have you ever? When was the last time you had? I mean, you're not a child, so you wouldn't buy it. But when was the last the, time you actually had the creamy one or the the not it, creamy? Yeah, one? Yeah, it t- tastes like a creamsicle. Like like. Like it was orange. Pepto-dismal. I couldn't wait to get it. I was like, I'm sick. I'm getting some of that shit. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk to me about wanting to eat stuff, okay? You wanted to eat. Let's let's talk about that stuff you wanted to eat when you're a kid, but you shouldn't. Nothing. Did you liked laundry detergent? Okay, you wanted to. Eat I that stuff. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I never would have eaten it, but yeah, it smells fucking good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Laundry detergent, and you know the the uh, laundry vent. Yeah. That. Oh. That smells so good. Oh yeah, the, like the the scent uh, uh, from the lint drawer. No, 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 like the actual vent on the outside of the house. Of the house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As it's as it's venting out. Yeah. And you're like, you just stand there like. It smells so. Oh yeah, that's so good, good stuff. <laughs> it's, it's just like like mist. Actually, I was thinking about this the other day, and I wrote some stuff down. I think I stuff only wrote... that I liked. No stuff that you that's like you wanted to eat as a kid, but you shouldn't. I, I only wrote down one thing. Okay, is there anything off on off the top of your head that you can that you can think of that like stuff that you wanted to eat but you shouldn't? Uh, I don't. I mean, if I thought about it long enough, I'm sure I could come up with stuff. I know a lot of people really liked butter, so if you could just like take oh, a chomp yeah. out of the the stick of butter, but that yeah. sounds so nasty. I'm talking about stuff that you normally like shouldn't that would ingest. kill you, like a Tide Pod or Not something? that kill you, but probably wouldn't be good for you. Like, okay, let me give you a, uh, and texture it has a big, uh, you know, deal in, in all this, but white styrofoam cups. Oh, dude, you take a bite out of that? No. You're like crunchy? Oh, that hurts <laughs> my teeth just thinking about it. <laughs> take, I used to take big old bites out of my white styrofoam cup. Really? I'm like, oh man, I could just chomp on this all day. Oh. oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. That, I think my teeth are more sensitive. Oh, you said you can bite into ice cream, right? I can. Yeah, I never so, used to be able to do that. Oh. Maybe I need to see a dentist. Maybe you do. I don't know. That uh, like would make my teeth feel like not good. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. Um. Silly putty. Wanted to eat it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did bite. Wanted into that. to eat that. Play doh. Yeah. Play doh. 
Play-Doh, you, you, you fuck with that once and you're like, I'm done. It tastes bad. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> Especially after it's been touched by like 10 people yeah, yeah, after yeah. like a year long. Yeah, you get the like three or four colors mixed in and it starts yeah. turning brown. You're like, oh, The Play-Doh we always had was like the hand-me-down Play-Doh. Mm-hmm. You know, like we weren't the kids who like went to the store and we're like, can we get new Play-Doh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't get new Play-Doh. Bouncy balls? <clears throat> Stick one of those in your mouth? Chew on it. So rubbery, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. a horrible choking hazard. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. They should make bouncy balls less appealing. Yeah. Stop making stuff look so good for kids. That's all I got to say. Walmart. Because I'm going to, uh, when I was a kid, in, in unless my parents were like, don't Legos. eat it. And even then, I was going to eat it. Legos? Legos. Legos. No, nah, because like. Legos are hard. They don't have much texture to them, dude, and they don't have any kind of taste or smell to them unless they're old Legos. Old Legos have that like, and they've been peed on. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh yeah, <laughs> didn't that happen? Yeah, our dog, our dog, we had a Greyhound. Greyhound. Used to pee on the Legos. What was his name? I don't know. I don't know. It was a, it was Asshole. a res, it was a rescue Greyhound. Yeah, and I think we like sent just... it back. We were like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Can <laughs> this dog is a broken. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. Um, the thing is, they made Lego candy. I, I'm mm-hmm. like, it was so. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's the thing. I should that should be on the list. Yeah, that that's people, a, people wanted it so badly they made a candy out of it, which I feel like is not the move to do if you're a company. You're like, let's make candy that looks like stuff you shouldn't eat to confuse <laughs> the fuck out of these kids, right? Uh, sounds like a lawsuit. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder how many kids just like. Died. choked and died from eating legos yeah that's why lego never made any candy it was like off brands they were like nah don't do it yeah. mega blocks mega blocks. was like we'll do it fuck it we're behind uh, lego's actually like i'm surprised lego is still kicking ass uh they they're like more profitable than ever right they're like pr- they're pretty big deal they've like grown over the years i mean I've always been a proponent for Legos, you know, it encourages creativity and yeah, I always liked Legos. Um, I saw expensive too. Yeah. So expensive. That's why we always had hand-me-down Legos. (laughs) (laughs) I saw on TikTok the other day, you might've seen this one that Lego has uh, supposedly has this program where you can submit your own builds Mm. on this website and people vote on the one that they like the most. They're like special, really unique builds. And then they end up making a case out of it. They only sell so many of them. I don't know, like 200. Oh, that's cool. And then like whoever gets, can buy them first gets to buy them. And then they're they're just really cool ones that you wouldn't normally see. Like most Legos you buy at the store, they're branded. Yeah. Star Wars is Mm -hmm. like the classic one. So so many Star Wars Lego sets. Yeah. Those are the most expensive, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, and then they have some of their own as well. That are kind of just like the yeah the city station. one is yeah. a big one that's yeah, pretty classic um yeah they have Indiana Jones Harry Potter some of those franchises do they involved. sell can you buy just like Legos without it being a set yeah yeah you can from mm-hmm. Lego yeah from Lego yeah you can buy like certain colors and stuff like that and different shapes and stuff yeah but it's so expensive though yeah well the thing is like they they do this it's like a collector's uh, culture around it. So just like you said, like they do the whole solicit builds, select it, do a limited run. Um, 
and that's what makes those sets valuable because they do limited runs, you know. So whenever the next latest, you know, edition of Legos comes out, there's always like a group of people looking to buy them, you know, because they're not sure if that's going to be something that they're going to continue to make or if it's a limited run. Um, right. So there's different things like that. But um, I remember getting the Lego magazine as a kid. Remember those? Yeah. Yeah. And the Bionicle one. That was the thing. I still have those Bionicle comics. In fact, today, it's funny that we're talking about this. Today, I looked on eBay and I was like, I'm just curious. I don't know why it, was, it, it came to me, but <clears throat> I looked on eBay to see how much those Bionicle comics were. Because I have like uh, the first edition. Before you tell me, I'm staking a 50%. <laughs> yeah, are you? These, <laughs> no. <laughs> they, um, I think like first edition because it's DC Comics. DC Comics is the one that oh. that uh, uh, cohorted it. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I think like somebody was selling uh, first edition uh, number one uh, for like anywhere from like thirty to fifty bucks just for, for one? just for the the first edition. Yeah, uh, yeah. I you think have first somebody. Edition? I do, yeah. Huh. I have all the way up to uh, I don't know. I can't believe you kept those. Where did where were they? I don't know where why did I did. Them? Yeah, I That's just kept crazy. it in a bo- in a shoebox, and it just followed me to Colorado somehow. I think I think our parents brought it out one trip. They're like, "Here you go." He's fucking. Anyway, in those Lego magazines, they used to feature uh, like custom builds. Like kids would uh, basically make their creation and take a picture of it, send it in, and you would get picked to, like, be featured. And um, it ranged from anywhere from, like, really simple, like, stupid, you know, like, oh, a five-year-old made that, whatever, to, like, really, you know, cool, complicated builds. And I remember working up the courage to, to build something and then send it in, and it didn't get picked. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I know this is, it was really, yeah. it was really good too. I, I don't remember what it was of, but you know, you, you remember we yeah, used to yeah. build like the coolest shit out of right. Legos. And I was like, this is rigged. I feel like this is rigged. Totally. I, I should have sent in like a 20, you yeah. know, with it, but like, here you go. Put her in baby. <laughs> People who donate. I wonder if they still do that. The Lego magazine. Uh, maybe they did. Well, so was Bionicle part of Lego or is that something different? No, it was. Yeah. That's yeah. 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 So that's why game. I had those because if you were a subscriber of the Lego magazine, um, you would get the Lego, com- the Bionicle comics with it and they would right. send you every issue, um, as long as you were a subscriber. So you can download the Lego magazine. So apparently they still make it. In nice. fact, issue three, 2023. Is Whoa. the latest one. That's 2022, lot. sorry. That's a lot of issues. Oh, and they have a play zone where you can play stuff. They did a really good job um, of creating that whole that whole culture and... Of Lego? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like they had the magazine. Then you could go online. You could play the Lego games. They had like a, bi- a Bionicle game, like something that was akin to... Um, um, Mist. You know that game, yeah. Mist. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So you I remember the game. Click. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, and that was free to play. Uh, yeah, there was just a they they really knew how to market and to get kids to invest their time into their products. And um, That's true. I guess yeah. it's still pretty popular, right? 
It Legos? Yeah. Oh my god, more like, than ever. Like you I think, think it's more than popular than it was when we were a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Wow. I, I think it only got bigger. Uh and I think it continues to be um something that is uh well, cause you 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 think about it, it's it's a they were investing in kids because they knew when the kids got older, they could market to the older adults. And in turn, those ki- those adults would have kids and they knew those adults would pour, you know, the culture of Lego onto those kids. And it's just this, uh, this cycle of, um, you know, if it was really smart to invest the commitment of culture, the culture of Legos into kids, because they knew that it would just keep going right. and they wouldn't necessarily have to, do that the the adults would get their own kids into it you know so yeah um i don't have kids but if i did they sure as hell would be playing with legos oh, totally. and you'd find me playing too. Uh, an adult in the lego store probably you know every so <laughs> often buying my kids legos yeah um, because it's like a it's a wholesome in my opinion it's a wholesome toy you know it um, it encouraged creativity. It, uh, you know, it's like, uh, you could talk about the difference between like video games and, you know, and the iPad and, and like Legos, it's tangible, you know, you, you know, it reminds me of, um, Minecraft, the game Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. I think that Minecraft was so popular. It probably is still really popular with, with young kids. Maybe not as much as it was mm-hmm. because it's kind of the same concept you have, blocks mm-hmm. and you just build stuff out of those blocks and yeah. in fact the i opened the issue of the lego magazine and on the page i'm on it's lego minecraft yeah 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 yeah. The, of course they have that yeah. yeah and that's i think that's the beauty of lego is it's not it's not just its own brand like they do have their own shit like the the city lego uh sets and uh, other sets uh like that but they 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 license other other brands. Lic- they'll buy the license to use like Star Wars, Harry Potter, Indiana Jones, Minecraft, you know. And so they're like, there's so many avenues for them to market their product, um, right? To different people. Yeah, they just took all. I mean, I feel like it's it's pretty easy to see what's popular from the the kids like the toy perspective it's mm-hmm. like whatever selling out whatever video games yeah. popular and they just look at that and then they do some kind of license deal with them i wouldn't be surprised if there's like a Fortnite lego set oh totally <laughs> you know like <laughs> whatever the most popular thing is it's there's probably a lego kit to go with it yeah you know but everything's partnered with Fortnite. It's yeah so annoying I always remember I was when I was younger and in the Legos I wanted to be a master builder. That was a thing. Is that you could work for Lego to build their sets. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Have you seen have you seen people that do that job? They have like TikToks and stuff. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen yeah, that. they they I, I saw a guy do uh like a video um showcase of his office and his like his desk and stuff. And he was in charge of building display units. So as he's building it, he has like his instructions. He has like the different compartmentalized trays of different parts and colors. And, um, and then he had, and then in order when he builds it, he has to glue them. 
because it's right. a display unit and they, you know, obviously need to be uh, durable and hold up. And so the glue that he uses gives off a, a certain fume that's like toxic. Oh, so so it gets high. no, no, yeah, yeah. So he has like this big tube basically that's sucking um, all the fumes up. <laughs> and so he has to like readjust the tube to wherever he's working on. Right. And it like hugs like seven inches off of the model. And so as he's building and, and, and gluing it, all those fumes get sucked up into it. Um, and it was, it was cool. It, I encourage people to look it up. That is pretty cool. Yeah. I Googled how much does a Lego <laughs> master builder uh, yeah. make. And I, <clears throat> I couldn't find the exact job, but, uh, According to ZipRecruiter, a Lego designer makes between twenty-five and ninety-one thousand per year. That's a steep, <laughs> yeah, steep Depends margin. If you're like a five-year-old Lego designer, yeah, 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 yeah. Twenty-five thousand dollars is, I think, below the poverty line. Lego, what are you doing? Who's who's getting that paycheck? Yeah, right. Exactly. Twenty-five thousand dollars a year. How much? How much? Probably an hour is right? that. That's probably below. Minimum wage at this point. No? Twenty-five. Twenty-five thousand. Uh, I think you work at McDonald's making twenty eighteen to twenty dollars an hour and make more. Make I think that's like thirty-seven thousand right there. Yeah. Let's see. So if you worked full time and made, if you made fifteen dollars an hour full time, you'd make thirty-one. Yeah. A year. Exactly. It's probably old data. Let's not beat up on Lego. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You I'm know, just saying, if you're owns... making less than fifteen dollars an hour, you may need to look re- look at another job. Do you know who owns Lego? Mattel. No. No. Um, I always thought it was just Lego. Yeah. Do you know like what Hasbro where maybe where they're from? Um, Germany. No, close. Damn it. They're owned by Kirkby, which is headquartered in Denmark. Denmark? Yeah, apparently. Wow. The Lego Group, which is one of the largest toy manufacturers in the world, is owned and managed by the Kirk Christiansen family in Denmark. Hmm. Family. Must They've got rich. fucking theme parks, dude. <laughs> They've got theme parks. Oh, yeah. They got one in Orlando or Winter Park or whatever over there, and then it, there's one in California, right? Is there? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They also have Lego experiences in places. Yeah. Like in Kansas City, I think it was. Mm. I was. Don't ask me why, but I was there, and then they had a Lego thing downtown. Interesting. I didn't get to go. It was closed. We were trying to do a deal with them, with Lego. Really? To put uh, their product in one of our stores, yeah. Because they'll pay Their you. product? Yeah, they'll pay like you. Like a Lego? No, it's like a Lego display. They'll pay you? They'll pay you uh, X amount of dollars if you give them like a certain amount of square footage in your store to sell their products. Mm. Yeah. Um, in fact, Hudson News, which is I'll one of the bigger, one, which is one of the biggest newsstand um, operators in, in the world, uh, has a, an exclusive deal with them now. And some of their newer stores, I think it's called Hudson Evolve. And it's like Sunglass Hut, Brookstone, Lego, a couple other big name brands have big sections in their stores now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say they should get away from like the newsstand name. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. It doesn't really, really make thing. sense anymore. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, whenever 
an airport solicits uh, a bid for a company to come in and do business, um, it's still that legacy name, new- newsstand, but nobody yeah. really does the news there anymore. I would say that those brands like Hudson and um, what's the other one? Big one. There's W.H. Smith, Hudson, uh, Parodies is another one that does newsstands. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Hudson, I feel like there's other one, other names. Like yeah. Those are really valuable names because if I'm going through an airport and I see that name, doesn't matter like it doesn't it doesn't matter uh, like what else is around it i know that that store will give me like the specific things that i'm looking for like if i'm looking for yeah. a Gatorade or a snack or something yeah, like waters. that waters yeah, yeah yeah you can go in that store mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. having like if you see it from in the in your in the if you're in the airport and you're looking down you know the the concourse and you see that logo you know yeah. okay i can go to that store yeah. versus having to walk all the way down there yeah, it's always expensive too, you know. It's always expensive. Yeah. Like I got I was in Nashville. I was at the Evolve store uh by Hudson and um <laughs> and I bought I think it was like a a thing of dark chocolate covered blueberries and a body armor and Altoids, the mints. It was like $25. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah, I bought it's that airport price. I bought uh there were these little Reese's cup, not Reese's cup, uh not not that brand, but a yeah. healthier version of those. They probably had 10 of them inside, tiny. They're like this big. Mm. And it was $10 for the pack of them. Mm. Which meant that each one was a dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's insane. You know what's funny is passengers travelers prefer the big resealable bags over the small ones that's interesting yeah and i have the opposite really yeah like we we sell more of the big bags of peanut m&ms that we do like the little ones and it it's like i think it has to do with like the portability of it not portability in the way that you think but like being able to reseal it um there's like little fun size ones you just you tear open, you can't reseal it, and you know. Yeah, but who's like thinking I'm gonna have this many chocolate or peanut M and M's? No, you don't. You don't. I mean, you just think, oh, I want M and M's. Yeah, you want M and M's. Yeah, you grab them. They're usually like you know ten bucks. It's it's crazy, but yeah, you get a lot of them. It sounds like a scam. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it could be. I feel like. uh it's so weird to me that I, 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 I've always thought this. No, no, I've been to the airport, like two airports, pro- at, at least 100 times, probably more than that. And I still don't get it. Like international airports, domestic airports, I still don't get it. Why people go shopping at the airport. Mm. Blows my fucking mind. Like, mm-hmm. why, why would you buy like a, a Rolex at the airport? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And, and and the truth of it is people don't. Um, I've operated watch stores and airports and they don't very, last very long. Um, so, so people just put them in? Like what's the, what is this? Like I a think tax write off? I, th- I think it's, a, it's something that used to be popular and isn't anymore. Uh-huh. Um, so... <clears throat> think think about think about airports in 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 the in the sense of like pre and post 911 very different uh in fact it's so different that um 
when Denver International Airport was built, they actually had um, a plan for a hotel connected to Concourse A. Um, and after 9-11, they scrapped that plan because they couldn't accommodate uh, the security needs to operate the hotel at a profitable uh, in a profitable way. Um, and so I think a, that has to do with a lot of the different trends of buying or, uh, commerce within the airport. And, um, yeah, I think specialty retail is what it's called. That's the category of like watches, clothing, um, yeah. suitcase, dry goods. Suit- like yeah, who's buying, like who's that. going to the airport? Who's like, yeah. I'm going to pick up a suitcase on my way home. Yeah. You know to I mean? me, to me is a big brand in airports. Uh, um, but no, um, yeah, I think, I think it, that has that has kind of dwindled a little bit and, and, and the buying habits of uh, the public have shifted slightly, but I feel like once upon a time, I think you could make money selling watches in airports. Not I yet. feel like even I still see a lot of people buying stuff, um, but like duty free mm-hmm. shops, I've never gone to a, actually the only time I've ever shopped at a duty free shop, I, I think is when I went to Iceland and yes. I was leaving the airport I bought alcohol there because you you're allowed to buy a certain amount of alcohol before it's taxed at the airport because it's really it, they tax it heavily when you go into the states yeah. or into the into the, um, the country. Yeah. And but otherwise, anytime I've been at a duty free store, it's not worth like you may save like a dollar or cents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not worth having to carry that stuff. Like you don't usually don't get it till after. You know you have to like especially when it, uh, I've seen on international flights you can buy stuff in the magazine while you're on the flight and pick it up after you get off your flight. Yes. But then you have to like wait in the line and then it has to go through customs. It just doesn't make yeah. sense to me. Here's the thing with duty free. Um, and a lot of them now you're, you're going to see duty free, duty paid, which means that um, you can still buy it if you're not an international traveler, uh, meaning you'll pay the duty on it. Okay. But people don't understand uh, what we're talking about. Basically alcohol, Tobacco, uh, confectionery, perfumes, cosmetics, all get taxed heavily when they're imported in, in, anywhere. And if you come into a country or leave a country and they have a shop called Duty Free Shop in an airport, you can buy those products without having to pay the import tax, which saves you money, you know, whatever you're buying. Um, depending on where you're going, if you're traveling international, so, so say um, you're going to Germany and you're at Denver International or JFK, whatever, and you go to a duty-free shop, the or maybe even cl- closer to home, you're going to Canada. Canada has like a 24, 24 to 30% tax on alcohol. So if you buy duty-free in Denver and you bring it with you you can avoid paying quite a bit of money on mm. the you know jack daniels or the, the the johnny walker so there is an appeal depending on where you're going or where you're coming from so maybe to buy duty free maybe not as much in the u.s i mean no. I, we have pretty high taxes on alcohol but it's usually kind of built into the price and it's yeah. not that bad compared to other countries yeah i mean listen like jack daniels or um well not this is a bad example because that's made domestically but like if you buy um I don't know, uh, kettle one vodka. Um, 
when you go and buy it at the liquor store, you're paying, I don't know, $60 for it. And 20, you know, 10 or 20 or 15 bucks of that is the import tax. Um, but you don't ever notice that because you never, you don't get the logistics, but the guy that the, were the vendor distributor that, that sells it to the liquor store, either picks up that tax or, um, you know, the company, the kettle one has, or, you know, pays it. There's different ways you can do it. But, and when you, when you, run a duty free shop, you have to basically, uh, set up what's called a bonded storage. So it's gotta be like surveilled and there's lots of logs that you need to pay. So you have to log what comes in, what goes out. It all has to be video surveillance, uh, because they don't want, you know, leakage basically to go out. And so you could basically run a duty free shop as you know, if you wanted to break the law, and just get all this like liquor, tobacco and confectionery items, com- cosmetics, and then like run it out the back door and not, never have to pay import tax on it. Mm. Um, it's all weird. It's so, I never really got it. Um, there's fewer and fewer duty free. If you go to international, lar- big international airports though, you'll see them all over They're the place. They're huge yeah. too. Uh-huh. Like, and they'll send you straight through them. Like yep. when we were both uh, going to Peru uh, mm-hmm. to the Lima airport, both when we were getting in and when we're leaving. And this is at most most uh, airports, <clears throat> international airports that I've been to. Yeah. When Even when we're leaving, you go back through immigration and immediately you're in duty-free. Yes. And then you have to walk all the way through. And it, it's like huge. It's like going through a yeah. Macy's. It is, like, yeah. Like, like one floor of a Macy's. It's like all open floor plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, It's that. it was the same way. It's the same way in Cancun. Um, Heathrow Airport in in London is the same way. I think Gat- Gatwick Airport also has a a massive um, open floor plan duty free shop. They make a lot of money. Um, yeah, yeah, yep. Hmm. It's a billion dollar industry. Yeah, because also like if you're paying sixty bucks normally and twenty bucks of that is tax, like they're not charging you forty dollars. They're still charging you like. 55 mm-hmm. so you may be saving like five bucks or in maybe even a better deal or something like depending where you're going but like they're making i feel like they've got to still be making so much money off of each product right oh yeah oh yeah dude they're making tons of money because the because the the ones you're talking about those big open floor plan ones that you like are forced to walk through in order you know it's like exit through the gift shop style yeah. those are the big players in the business. The reason why they have such a big footprint is because the guy that owns that business is, you know, uh, a trillionaire or billionaire. He's very tight with local agencies. You know, they, they have heavy lobbying. Um, and, uh, they move tons and tons of product, you know, billions of dollars worth of products. So probably make the airport a lot of money too, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, cause the airport, uh, has a, a minimum air, annual guarantee and they usually take a percentage off your revenue right so if you're um a company like do free which is a big popular one one of the big players and you're moving you know millions of dollars worth of jack daniels or millions of dollars worth of kettle one you have um deals set up with those companies and you say hey we're committing to x amount of products you and you get so getting it even cheaper you get such a phenomenal deal oh. um and so yeah they're making you know 50 40 percent you know 
profit margins off of those. But does that that whole like uh, like I know Denver has it. I'm sure other airports have it. Like the whole you can't charge more than X percent yeah. in street value. Does that still apply to those kind of things? Yeah, it does. Um, I uh, I'm not in the. Uh, I don't. We're opening up a duty free, duty paid shop soon. Um, Your and, company, mm-hmm. and you have to deal with the whole like all that. Bonded uh, storage, yeah. We we ran one in Pittsburgh for a while. Um, it's worth it, even just running like one one or two stores. Uh, in the right airport, it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. In Pittsburgh, not so much. Pittsburgh is a shit town. Uh, no offense to all your Pittsburghians. <laughs> uh, it just uh, it it. Pittsburgh is like one of those cities where it it's struggling to find its place in industry hmm. um, currently, and so you know uh, it's actually one of the cheapest cost of uh, living uh, places to live right now. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I could see that in in terms of big cities, right? Um, I never. It has people. its nice parts well, to it, but it's mostly overcasts throughout yeah. the year. It's yeah. kind of a dreary place to live. But anyway. Um, yeah, the, the airport there doesn't have a large amount of footprint in terms of, uh, employments, uh, passengers. So it's like tough to make money there because there's not a lot of volume, uh, being moved. So, um, yeah. So if I, if right now, um, if I went to the airport, I had a flight to California, <clears throat> round trip, California. Uh, if I go there and I'm in one of the concourses that has the duty free store and I go into the duty free store and I'm checking out, they just charge me tax right there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, to get the duty free, I have to show them my boarding pass yes. and show that it's an international flight. Yep. That's okay. right. Gotcha. Yep. So if I'm coming back to the U S Mm-hmm. And I just got back, get through immigrate, get through immigration and stuff. Yeah. And I go to the duty free store. Can mm-hmm. I still get it duty free? If it's if it's a duty free, duty paid. So there's a difference between just duty free and duty paid. Um, so for instance, one that we're gonna be opening up is duty free, duty paid. So it doesn't matter if you're an international traveler or not. You right. can. Still but if I want to, like, how do I actually get to not pay tax on it? You have to show that your destination is international. Right. So it can only be at the airport you're leaving from. It can't be the one you just got to Um, for for here at least. Yes, correct. Okay. I believe that's correct. That was the the thing I didn't get about Iceland because they let you, when you land there, they let you shop duty-free before Mm -hmm. you... I mean... You can only buy so much. It's it's kind yeah. of like if you brought the stuff, right? Like if you yeah. brought uh, bottles of alcohol to Iceland in your check bag, if you have more than this amount, you still have to pay the tax on it. But yeah, if you I mean, don't, and you I don't. don't even think that's the case of what you're saying. Like for instance, you remember going on like a carnival cruise, and you could they had duty free shops there, right? Yeah, you could only you couldn't get on the ship, go to the duty free shop, buy your alcohol. And then use it and drink it on the ship. Right. Like it, you had it left with you, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know if that's a situation right. where a carnival or a royal caribbean or whoever just wants to capture the alcohol revenue, and so they're not just selling you bottles of alcohol so you can, you know. I think so. Drink it all and yeah, you know, but. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, because can't you buy duty free on the island too? Um, yeah, I mean, listen, it all has to do with the, the import tax and how that works. 
So I guess you'd have to look into like the workings of like import tax. Yeah. So I think really. I think it's just the cruise ship that doesn't yeah. let you have it. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Airports are interesting. I like when I first started going to big international ones, mm-hmm. I looked at them kind of like they're like a mall that has airplanes that leave yeah and you have to go through security (laughs) it was really weird yeah some of them are like that yeah yeah denver is interesting because i feel like it's under concessed in that they don't have enough offerings for the amount of volume that they do i would agree with that because i it's pretty rare that i go there and there's not like a huge line for Mm -hmm. something it's really annoying to be honest yeah i mean it just (laughs) depends on what time you leave too totally yeah but i'd say more often than not yeah i mean it could just be a coincidence i'm leaving a lot of the time at the same times like probably likely yeah because most of those most of the flights are you know well it depends it also depends on the airline you know because like united sees a pretty consistent amount of volume throughout the day and then you have places like concourse c which is mostly southwest and they have peaks yeah and then they calm down you but know. I, yeah i don't think it's anything specific there like i went to um atlanta again mm-hmm. this recent couple weekends ago and that was insane like yeah so many people yeah janie was there uh just last week and the power went out Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It in the was whole like, airport. She said, yeah, the whole airport. They said she oh. said it was mayhem. Like, in fact, like I was. Um, she, she finds her friend who's picking her up. Her friend, you know, they drive her. It was when she got there. Yes, when she okay, got there. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Bad news if yeah. you're leaving. <laughs> Although she had to, she probably couldn't walk on the escalators, right? Right. Yeah. So like, she had to, uh, or take the train. So yeah, she had to walk, she the, had entire to walk way. the entire way. I had yeah. to do that one. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, at least they have that option at Denver. You're screwed. Yeah, yeah. yeah they literally would have to bus you out. Yeah, it's it's. Does that happen before? Yeah, they yeah. Had they had to bus people. They had to bus people out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, so she gets to her friend's place where she's staying, and she gets a notification on her phone, and it says an air tag has been following you. And um, gives her the option to like deactivate that air tag, which, um you like people may or may not know that's a big issue with air tag. Like a lot of predators are using it. They'll stash it wherever to follow you, to track you. Uh, so it's, so I guess Apple to combat that will notify you. Yeah. I didn't know that. If an air tag is in your proximity and follows you, uh, for X amount of time, it's actually a really cool thing that Apple's done. I mean, yeah. Uh, kudos to them, but you know, you also created the problem. So yeah, you know, <laughs> fix it. Um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so she gets to the home and she sends me the screenshot where it's like an air tag has been following you. Um, and it gives you the option to like deactivate it if you want to, which I think is kind of cool. Um, so I'm like here freaking out because I'm like, somebody's trying to traffic my wife. Yeah. Um, and it just turns out that she was just with somebody, you know, cause like if you yeah, have an air, it's, it, it would be it would be smart of you if you had an Apple AirTag to put in your luggage just in case your luggage gets lost or something happens. I mean, there's everybody knows somebody who is, you know, where the airline loses their bag, right? right? So it happens. It's a fairly common thing. 
Um, so I guess she was just with somebody next to somebody who had one and they were like in the going in the same route. So it alerted her. So I'm like, of course I'm like, Oh my God, what the fuck? Yeah. Go through all your stuff, you know, cause you don't know if somebody was handling her bag on the air side and just stuck something in. And you know, there's, I mean, human trafficking is is alive and well yeah uh it's a huge huge issue even in even in the united states um and you know you see all these horror stories on tiktok about it you know people putting zip ties on people's doors and you know try like marking people's cars and doing this and that and um so if you're a single lady uh watch watch your back uh do a be careful out there true Uh, it's a scary world but anyway um, so I'm freaking out. I'm telling her to, you know, go through all her shit, look for, you know, the, she's like, well, what does it look like? I'm like, it's this round, uh, white dots got a chrome back to it, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Um, so yeah, she, and then if you click on like more info on the screenshot or the, uh, the, the alert, it'll show you the path like geographically on a map of where you were and where the air tag was. And it was just at the airport. And so after she got in the car and left and went back to uh, her friend's place, uh, like there's no more path. So it literally was just. Oh, it wasn't even someone she was traveling with. It was like someone who was at the airport. Was at the them. airport that oh. would just so happen to be walking in uh, in close proximity in the same path. Maybe they were getting trafficked. Well, I get it. I mean, you, yeah, right. Yeah, it's like <laughs> uh, she could have saved somebody's life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the cool thing about it is, like, you can you can like. Um, you can have it like ring, so you can yeah. hit a button. It'll like make a sound. Only if it's yours. No, no, no. Anyone's? And no, no, no. If if Apple alerts you to think that somebody's following you, you can either you can have, there's an array of options. You can deactivate the the AirTag, and you can um, also like control its uh, sound, so you can find it. Oh no way! Yeah, Apple. so if you're at the airport and all of a sudden <laughs> you have one in your bag and it starts going off, you're like, "What?" The-? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's great that Apple is doing doing these steps. I mean, it's it, it's it's because it otherwise alerted, you would never know. It must have alerted everyone with an iPhone though. Who who was like? Who no, took no, the, the same Apple, path. the actual AirTag. It'll like the AirTag will start making. No, noise. I know, but like it must have told everyone. Oh, everybody who had who was the same around, route. Yeah. It could have. Yeah, yeah. But like, but but like. You you want that like the the yeah, inconvenience totally. of that whole thing whether it's like if, if it's like a uh, you know um, not a threat it's it, like it, it, I think it's worth it you know I thought about um, you you know how a lot of cars have been getting stolen in yeah. particular I think it's Hyundai's and Toyotas mm-hmm. I want to say mm-hmm. um, well I have a Hyundai Sonata. And so I'm like, oh shit, my car is going to get stolen at some point, right? So I was like, I should put an air tag somewhere in the car, right? Probably. But it's going to notify the fucking thief. He's going to be like, oh, there's an air tag in here and he's going to find it. I think, I think it depends. I think it depends, right? Right. Like, they're like, oh, he's a thief. So we're not going to notify him. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I wonder how that works. I could put it somewhere where he won't find, like in the engine somewhere. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Just like, but uh, break open your leather seat and then sew it back together. But the thing is, don't those things have to be within a certain amount of distance of you for, for you to actually find it? No. It can be anywhere. It can be anywhere, like You yeah. could leave it in like here and you go to another state and it'll tell you where that air tag is. I, I believe it does, yeah. I, I think all it needs is a network signal. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. It needs a network. Like it uses MAC address, I think. A MAC address to identify where it's at. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you put it in your car, someone drove it away. If it, yeah, you could you have, could find it. Yeah. But it won't have an internet connection. It will it it will find the nearest network. So either somebody's phone who's driving it, it will use the phone's network. Oh, so it doesn't need actual. Yeah. How does that even work? It's like a. It's like a. It's basically using like a. Well, it's like an internet of things, right? So it's it's um, I, I think the way it works is it will it will report auto report the MAC address to Apple. Yeah, but how does it even like it's connecting to some like router or whatever hotspot, and then like the hot why is the hotspot just letting that request go through to Apple? It may also it may also be an Apple thing where. It's Apple has allowed it to use its network of phones for iPhones, yeah, to basically okay. build a ne- mesh network for it. It's kind of like how Comcast used all their Comcast yes. modems, yes, to be able to uh, when you have com- when you have Xfinity service, yeah, you can s- swap between all. There's a, there's a there's a uh, a similar relatable scene in Silicon Valley uh, where they're trying to basically build a, a, a network uh like an independent network or decentralized network and so they uh they fail you know long story short they end up using um they end up using smart fridges to like as a as nodes for their network um and uh yeah so it's kind of like i think a similar thing right yeah it's like uh amazon wow what was it recently i think i sent it to to uh, our dad, because he had uh, an Alexa or something. Mm-hmm. I think I got him an Amazon device at some point. And it was something where Amazon, it was like you were automatically subscribed to it. I can't, yeah, it was something like uh, mm. it, like kind of exposing you. Like other people could somehow end up using your <clears throat> Alexa device. Yes, right. Kind of like how Comcast does the other people can connect to your modems, which... I don't know it's just very so when you install it and you open it up it it's like an automatic thing you have to opt out you have to know what to it is out. to opt out yeah yeah right 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 just really yeah I, I saw meta's being sued right now do you see this they're being sued because they're still tracking you um after you say not to track with iphone you know that whole thing where you open up a new app and it's like allow this app to track and you say yeah. do not ask to and it's worded in a specific way where it's like ask not to track. Oh. And and it's not like do not track. So it's not like a it's not like where if you hit that button, Apple goes, Oh, we're cutting off the data. It's basically set telling the app that you tell that you're you're saying I don't give you permission to track me. Which they can still track you. Um, like TikTok I know still tracks you. Uh, but it opens the door basically for class action lawsuits against companies like Meta if they find out that they're actually still tracking them. Uh, because yeah. they're, you, they're using the device against the... Exactly. The You're agreement. saying, I don't want you to do this and I don't give you my permission to. How do you I, know? Think there's, I think there's laws, FCC had uh, established laws where you basically have to consent to giving your data away. Oh, okay. Yeah. But TikTok does it? You said you know TikTok does it? How, how come yeah. nobody sued sued them yet? Um, good question. 
Yeah. I am going to start <laughs> class action lawsuit. I'm sure that's coming soon. There's uh, no way that Meta's doing it and TikTok's not. They're probably just really you, clever about You know who I feel it. like is the worst offender? Fucking Reddit. Why? I don't know. They're always sending me stuff that I didn't ask for. Uh, like uh, email or in in app? Yeah, uh, like uh, push notifications. They're always like, "Oh, I don't get hey. any push notifications from them." Really? No. Oh, maybe I have it disabled. <clears throat> maybe I get a notification, and it's like I've never like I don't use Reddit. How did you know mm. that that I was interested in this topic this past week? Mm. Fuckers. Yeah, I know. I TikTok's pretty bad. Bad at that. Like I'll 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 notice videos getting sent my way. I've used the app enough to know like what it's gonna send me, like the things, and I'm like, you sent me this because I was like, uh, we were talking about Black Widows the other day. Yeah. Literally yeah. opened the app right at not right after, but the next time I used the app, about four or five videos into my feed was a Black Widow Widow video, and I'm like didn't do anything i didn't look up black widows on my phone it literally was just right next to me yeah yeah i uh i don't know it's i mean it's, it's an over over uh talked about topic right yeah you know, like uh. i feel like um google had something i think recently i saw not not that recent maybe a couple of years ago or something about how you could see the like uh, the history that Google's tracked you. You could see like all the trips you've ever made, where you've gone, yeah. and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that would be kind of cool. Like sometimes, I mean, I go a lot of places. Sometimes, sometimes I forget where I've been. Yeah, you kind of want to know. Yeah, I want like a map of all the Google should states do that. I've been to when I've been to them. Yeah, Google should do the thing where like Spotify does is like your annual review at the end of like how much you listen to isn't who that, you listen to isn't that so funny that people are fascinated by that on spotify they're yeah, like yeah. oh yeah like i'm like look how much i listen to post malone or something you know like whatever <laughs> and then it's like fucking google tracking me yeah <laughs> well spotify leveraged that data really well they were like yeah we'll show you yeah there you go people are excited about it but yeah. no one's excited about knowing like where they've been maybe google google <laughs> should do that they should be like yeah annual review of like where you've been Amazon should be like, here's the things you like. I think they're too. I think they're afraid. I, <laughs> I think, think they're afraid that if they if no. they show you that, they're people will freak out. No, I, I saw it somewhere, and then I tried the other day. I I can't remember what it was. I I think I was like trying to remember where I had been a, a certain time for something, and so I went on Google and I like tried to find that, and mm. it told me that I had like like I had turned off Google History or something like that. Mm. For, I, for some whatever reason, I couldn't access it anymore. I was like, "There's no fucking way that Google's not like Google's not uh, tracking my GPS, right? They track yeah. it all the time because yeah, I have Google yeah. Maps installed on my phone and Gmail and Google Chrome. Like, they're always tracking it, so they know. Even if I turn it off, just show me. I know, I know, yeah. guys. It's it's like the data I know. wars. <laughs> I think we've talked about this before, but it's it's a super fascinating thing. I mean." Uh, my uh one of my old professors used to talk about big data aggregation uh being a massive huge important part of um the future and and he he was right you know i think i always wondered about that you ever you ever watch um 
like uh, you see ads for like pharmaceutical companies or hear about like, oh, um, this cancer uh, typically has like a 2% survival rate or whatever, you know, like how, how are they getting to that date? Like how, uh, how are companies aggregating everybody that um, has that, has that cancer or whatever? And how are they knowing? Like, because that requires a whole lot of collaboration and sharing of data and like, a lot of hospitals are private companies, you know, they're not incentivized typically to share mm-hmm. their data. Even like police agencies have a big problem with that. There's a lot, there's a lot of like crimes that could, probably could have been prevented or solved quicker if data was easily shared, you know, between agencies like that. Yeah. Like um, our, our dad worked on that when you, like when he was in, uh, working yeah. in law enforcement and like the, I feel like the biggest struggle I ever would hear him talk about th- that subject is getting uh, like actually getting it in, done and, yeah. and put in place because I mean, they, they did it for like the state of Florida and it was still like um, the company who did it was like, it was a nightmare. Yeah. Um, in the end. Imagine how much, how much we're missing of data and yeah. of, of just past things. Yeah. Because, because, uh, things were digitized or they were, you know, files were burned down or they're lost. Like, or just the amount of stuff that we're missing. Cause there's so much data now. Yeah. Like there's so much data. That's, that's what I've always thought. Like, uh, a long time ago, like we read these, these, uh, stories from, like these epics from these these storytellers in like from BC times, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, like the the guy who who wrote like uh, what's it called? Like the guy who stabbed his eyes out. Like all those all those oh, epic yeah, yeah. stories, right? Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, because we have like writings from those times or like writings that have been passed down, and you wonder like how many more stories mm-hmm. there were yeah, that yeah. people wrote down or that they told or whatever how many more storytellers there were or writers or books that just got destroyed or just we just never found or whatever mm-hmm. and now you're like if i write something down like if i wrote a book today there's like a one in one trillion chance <laughs> that someone in the future is ever going to see that yeah right yeah yeah because yeah the vast amount of data um yeah it's interesting you know i see a lot of a lot of big data analysis on Reddit a lot like um oh geez what was the what was the latest one? I think it was um uh I don't know like how many times somebody had said the word uh um meat in uh Clive Barker's uh entire history of his literature and stuff and it was like you wouldn't know that without a computer program. Yeah. Like, right. yeah, like somebody would have to go through thousands of pages and tally up the amount of times meat was said, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, so it, it's interesting to think about how with all of this wealth of data, how we will look at things and, and, and decide and make decisions, uh, on, you know, like, well, the famous case, um, what was the movie, uh, with Jonah Hill and Brad Pitt, the baseball baseball movie, um, 
fuck. Look this up because it's going to kill me. Baseball, Baseball movie, movie. Brad Pitt, Jonah this? Hill. And Jonah, uh, uh, Brad Pitt's the general manager, and Jonah Hill works for him, and he's this statistician. And oh, Moneyball. Moneyball. Yeah, great movie. Yeah. If anybody uh, hasn't seen it, I recommend it. But uh, yeah, the whole movie is basically about the first time anybody had successfully taken statistics to basically overrule intuition, like human intuition, um, to make uh, big decisions like who's going to bat, uh, what players they should sign, um, you know, pos- uh, this person should do this position. And, and it turned, I think it was the A's, uh, it turned their basically their season around and they like had an amazing, you know, run. But it was like before people really paid attention, were able to really see data um, from a global scale, not just from a very mi- a micro scale, from a macro scale. Um, and, you know, computers have allowed us to do that. Like, you know, how many, how many, how has that shifted our decision making in, you know, different ways? And, uh, yeah. You know, that now there's, now there's entire companies dedicated to providing data to companies and helping right. them reach different customers or yeah, helping them reach customers in a better way that they'd never thought of. Or even the stock market, which most of the trades done there are determined by computers. Yeah. Like it, it, whether you have someone who's running a system that's doing, making trades based on, you know, news or whatever, Mm -hmm. or if it's like, if you, uh, are wanting to sell a stock or buy a stock, you can put limits on, you know, what price you, you you'll sell it at. Like if it yeah. drops at this price, sell this many shares, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many of those things set out there that like will trigger each other. Right. Yeah. So like if I put, Oh, if it hits $79, then sell, uh, like half my, you know, whatever, uh, in that company, I sell it which makes the price go down even more. And yours was at like a little bit less than that. And the yeah. computer's like, okay, now I sell mine. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it has like, that's what they've, they've seen in the stock market. Like in the last, I don't know, 15 years mm-hmm. is they've had like flash crashes that yes. are caused by not guys who were like, Oh yeah. Sell, yeah, you know, sell, 10 sell, shares sell. of yeah. Amazon right now. Yeah, it's yeah. like the computers that are just like, like they're 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 usually not smart. They're just selling and buying based on whatever is happening yeah. on prices on different things. And then you have guys like there are buildings in like New York mm-hmm. near Wall Street that are that just have computer servers in them. Yeah. Uh, and they're because they're they're as close as you can get to the the raw data of like what the value is of something. And so if if you're the person who knows what the value of something is first or the news of something first mm-hmm. you can buy or sell before anyone else. Yeah, I remember watching a Ted talk about this in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a famous one. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, um, when I was in, when I was in college, I took a computer ethics course mm. and it was the first time I discovered like the topic of big data because I was Googling around stuff about computer ethics and I found, information on big data and i was like oh that's interesting because 
that really ties into computer into ethics because mm -hmm. what are people going to do with the data? Um, how are, how are they going to protect the data? Like if I'm a insurance company or if I'm a health company, uh, if I'm Amazon, like what am I going to put in place to make sure that people's data, like I have a responsibility to, to protect that data, um, to not yeah. let, um, uh, foreign companies find that data and steal that data. Um, and yeah, I remember reading that the NSA had built a, a data center. I think it was in Utah mm -hmm. that was like so many petabytes of like, it could store so many petabytes of data. It was like, it could store the internet 50 times or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> this is like, they could literally take a copy of the internet yeah. and store it on their servers. Imagine trying to parse through that. That's the thing. Creating a program that would organize it in right. an easy way for us to parse through it. That, that that's the thing about like you're always wondering who's looking at your data when. Like if I send a text message, like who saw that text message? Like did the government see it? Did the NSA see it? And like at some point, the answer may have been probably not because there's so many text messages, millions that are sent every day. Yeah. Potentially billions. I don't know like how how do they have the resources to go through billions of text messages but it's like with the computers that that companies have now like ibm and, mm -hmm. and google have now and like probably the nsa i don't know like it's probably possible yeah, that yeah. they're going through most of the data on the internet yeah, that, yeah that's that's flowing through the internet yeah it's crazy uh it's scary yeah because at some point it gets so big that it's just computers running it and then you're just like yeah now you have faith in these systems that uh i have no faith yeah no faith yeah yeah i don't know even like self-driving cars yeah it's it's great and i think it's probably better than humans in most cases yeah uh like i i can't remember uh what it was for tesla but i remember reading something at some point that said this is how many decisions the tesla's a tesla's computer can make at one in you know in mm -hmm. an instant and it was like oh my god if you know like this a human can't do that i can barely speak and uh but still it's still not good enough right now though <laughs> that's the thing is uh you know it's it's only as good as you can program it to be right yeah and like you got Elon Musk talking about like Neuralink and all, all these future tech things that are, I don't know. I don't know. I just I can't, I can't see that. I can't see us kind of going from like where we are now to like computers running society mm. in the next 10 years. Like I, I just don't yeah. see it. I can see kind of like a, a cyberpunk future. Yeah, that's how it's going to be until until I mean we have to merge at some point, right? Yeah, and, but but I think it'll be that slow progression. Like yeah, like w like one day someone will have the Neuralink kind of thing, but mm -hmm. like no one's really going to want it. Mm -hmm. At some point, some people are going to uh, are going to take it, mm -hmm. and it's going to be so expensive. There might be some people who die from it. People yeah. are going to jailbreak it. Yeah, no, yeah, like yeah. it's 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 just going to happen. Make but me, uh, make me uh, digest food faster. Right, jump higher. Yeah, um, sports are gonna be crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, the CEO of Nvidia said that Moore's law is dead. Yeah, yeah, I, I heard that. <clears throat> um, 
Yeah, because they couldn't they couldn't keep up with it. I guess so. Um, but it made me curious because I thought they said that the the new graphics card that they're producing is like two to four times faster or, or more yeah, performant. Yeah, but that's not, the, that's not what the law says, right? The law says that the number of transistors that they can put into a processor unit doubles over the every year. Well, it's more like, I, I don't know if it's specifically about transistors. I thought I it remember. was. I think it's more like, like uh, I don't know, let's look it up. I thought it yeah. was more about um, the the processing power, like, doubles every 18 months or something like that oh okay huh they they might be talking about um cpus in general or cpus okay so no it is about transistors i guess yeah um which so, yeah i mean so at some point doubles uh, every 24 months doubles every 24 months but the thing is you can make a Two chip years. bigger no, but we're chip. talking we're talking about density here. Right. Yeah. Uh, of course it, it it like I I already thought it was dead. Um like what I learned in uh in school, I took an operating systems class and operating systems are heavily reliant on how processors work, how mm -hmm. chips work. And so they actually I thought already I thought Moore's law was already dead because in order to make in order to keep up with Moore's law, they've done other things. They do like um, parallel processing within, mm -hmm. uh, they create like, pipelines within processors. Yeah, cores. And it, it's essentially writing code almost to make hardware faster. So they're like keeping hardware similar, that kind of like they're enhancing it, but then at the same time, they're making it faster with like being able to put less into the core. I don't know. But, there you have it. We have, uh, what's it called, that Google and IBM and them are going for? Oh, uh, yeah, the 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 sentient AI. You know, it's uh, it's the type of computing where you can compute two things at one time. Oh, parallel testing, parallel computing. No, no, no. Um, damn, what's it called? <laughs> Was it have to be? What's it related to? Uh, it's like when you can, when you can, uh, represent a bit like in two, in oh, two quantum quantum. Yeah. yeah. Quantum computing. Yeah. Quantum computing. Yeah, 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 Th yes. That's what the future is. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what they think the future is. Yeah. Cause like quantum computing, quantum computing is, uh, is a theory. It's not that nobody's actually done it yet. I, I thought that they claimed that they've done it. Yeah. Well, they also, <laughs> somebody in Google claimed that there was a sentient ai and this that's also not true so because okay so it's it's like based on quantum mechanics right which is a just theory. a theory yeah right yeah yeah so somebody came up and and most of most of physics uh basically stopped progressing after the 70s like they haven't made, really made much more of a breakthrough past quantum quantum theory it's like yeah it's kind of a dead field so it says that uh, there are quantum computers, but they're too small to outperform a classical computer. Right. The fuck does that even mean? Yeah. So like they, 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 well, yeah, that's, that's the thing is like, is it a quantum computer then? You know, like, does it actually perform as a, as, as the theory state? Like if it does, then it, you know, what do they need to like basically scale it? Like, 
like I, I, I draw a parallel to uh, nuclear fission, where it's like it's a theory, and they recently just cracked it, where they're like, yeah, we, we dig like I think in California they, um, they just basically they turned it on and w- they were able to for like a, a very short amount of time uh, uh, create nuclear fission. It wasn't, it wasn't stable. It wasn't like sustainable and they couldn't scale it, but they actually did it. Um, it's basically like uh, it, the closest thing to, to perpetual energy as, as you can get. Um, and it's like renewable and eco-friendly. It doesn't. Um, Isn't that what the sun is? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they created yeah. it? Yeah, they were able to recreate it in the lab. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty big deal, but they're they 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 can't uh um I think it's like they can't uh get it to stay on long enough or they like proved it was possible to create it. They just couldn't uh sustain it long enough. And they've done it before. They've done it. I think I think they did it a couple of years ago, and then they were just able last month to do it again. I thought. Um, I thought that's what um, an atomic bomb was. No, it's that's different. It's different. Yeah, that's different. I think that's. Um, so this, this says that nuclear fission is a reaction in which a nucleus of an atom splits into two or more smaller nuclei. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking of something else. It's something adjacent to that. Hmm. Um, fusion? Fusion, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Is it? Yeah, fission and fusion. Sorry, that's that's the... Oh, so fusion is when that yeah, you combine yeah. atomic <laughs> nuclei yeah. to form one or more Yeah, it, it emits heat, nuclei. and then they can capture that and, you, and convert it to energy, or convert it to uh, grid energy, basically, is what they're trying to do. Yeah. It's not, it's not very... Pra- it's not practical yet, but they're working on it. Apparently, it's like one of those things. It 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 reminds me of quantum computing. They're like, yeah, we think we can do it. We're close, but it's right. not feasible yet. You know, they turned on the hydro hydron collider thing. Yeah. Why did it, why did they turn it off? Uh, well, I think it's very expensive to operate. Is first that, off, is that it? Yeah, and I oh. think uh, I don't think they were able to do much with it the first time or whatever so they made it better they probably did yeah i don't know much (laughs) about the project but it's a physics thing yeah it's very expensive very time consuming uh pursuit i think physics is uh i think i said this before there was some physicist i listened to and he was like physics is about uh like letting the next guy discover something or whatever yeah, except nobody in physics has discovered anything new in the last 50 years. It's crazy. Yeah, that's because all the <laughs> physicists just want to be like TikTokers and shit. Well, a lot of a lot of like physics now or uh quantum physics is basically just theories that they're unprovable theories, you know. It's it's a it's a field where it's just like mostly just people thinking about things. It doesn't it's not very profitable. That's why a lot of people don't get into it. Um, and again, nobody's made a new discovery since the seventies. Um, yeah, I think it does. It's really complex too. They yeah, they they have. There's so much to learn there. Yeah, that it's and it's really hard stuff too. Yeah, it is, and you have a bunch of people. It's also very gatekeepy. I've heard like the community 
the academic community of physics, there's like two different um, sides of thought to it. And a lot of the leading people have big egos and they try to come up with like quote unquote, the theory of everything, you know, describe how everything exists. Like Neil Tyson. Yeah. uh, I don't think he has a theory of everything. No, no, but he's, is he one of those? No, no, he's a, he's an educator. I wouldn't call him a physicist. He's not a physicist. I don't think so. I thought he was. No, I don't think he practices physics. I really? think no, he's an educator and uh, um, a public figure. Yeah. So he's like uh, Bill Nye, but smarter. It, it, yeah, he's he goes he he like talks to people and teaches people about science and cosmo cosmetology and things things like that. Yeah. So he's a he's an astrophysicist, author, and science communicator. Yeah, science communicator. That's what I, I don't think he really does much, like lab coat practice i think he's mostly just a, a public figure now i feel like because uh, i think that's more profitable to be quite honest yeah 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 i i, I remember when he got kind of popular mm-hmm. I, i'm not sure why i think he's just charismatic yeah he's charismatic he's articulate um and uh, props to the guy he is a good communicator he knows how to uh, talk in layman's terms uh, and explain very complex things in the very simple way that you and I, who are just complete dummies. By the way, we're Miles and I are both physicists, so everything we've said in the last like discussion is I, spot on, a hundred percent true. I took physics one and two in college. <laughs> yeah, you did <laughs> with the labs. <laughs> with the labs, okay. And in my physics two class. I took the final exam, and I'm pretty sure that I failed. It. <laughs> but, but the I curve had, had a curve. Yeah, <laughs> that that fucking curve, man. Also, I had a good enough grade in the class where it, yeah. it was fine. I think I had a B in it. Yeah, fucking physics. Fucking physics. So it's so hard to wrap your head around some of those things. Yeah, because most of what they talk about isn't real, yeah. or it's, it's it's all just uh, um, you know, it, it's it's all theory. That's what that's what uh, I heard Einstein. He was kind of like, um, like the way he thought was he, he would just think like, what would it be like if I I did this thing? Mm-hmm. And then he just kind of come up with an explanation and yeah. try to prove it. You like, yeah, I think there's a term for it where you like, you start at the end and w- work your way towards that instead mm-hmm. of like starting somewhere and then, you know, taking something in blind faith and finding out the result of it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I have a hard time. I think that's that's one of the reasons why I I liked physics. I thought it was fascinating, but I I didn't like it in that. I wasn't that good at it. Mm. But I have a hard time with things that aren't um, like very rational and based mm. in fact. Yes. Um, I, I I just have a hard time trying to be creative with a concept. Yes. Like I, I just like to know like the details that this is like, this is this, there's yeah. no other way to do it. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like chemistry is a very practical science. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then like you have something like, um, quantum mechanics or like, you know, uh, f- physics that's like not, phys- not, that not, um, not, um, the, um, practical use of physics but like the quantum physics or whatever right. where it's just like the artists of the science community very like forward thinking and abstract and yeah um yeah it's weird when you when you always thought something 
like, <clears throat> I I think we probably both grew up thinking like evolution was it, like it's it's uh, evolution's a thing, right? Yeah. Like we like we we know the theory of it, and they know basically like how it all works. Yeah. But actually, there's still things that they don't know. Yeah. Like it, it is a theory, or there's lots of theories based around, and like like Darwinism, mm-hmm. uh, like he was uh, on a path to something to what we know now, mm-hmm. but he was wrong about so many things. Even yeah. like th- things that in the past were facts, or not facts, but like people regarded them as facts. Like uh, there used to be a thing called the luminif- luni- luminiferous ether, I think it was called. Mm-hmm. And it was like how, how they used to think that um, like radio waves and sound waves or uh, yeah, sound waves and whatever moved through air. Yeah. It was like, there was like this, I think it was like there, there was a plane and they moved along the plane or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And for a long time, all these people were like, that's how it works. And then, at some point they disproved it and they were like, okay, it actually works like this. Mm. Right. And you were like for that long, like that whole period of time, people thought that this was like, yeah, it probably was a, a theory at the time, which every that's what people always say about evolution. They're always like, mm. it's just a theory. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're like, yeah, it's just a theory, but um, like, it's like mostly true. Like, or like we, we know most, like we know a lot of things that are true that we can prove through, through science experiments and whatnot. But there's still a lot of things that that we don't know how something works. Yeah, it's so funny. Like you think about the 1400s and stuff, and like when people were like, "Oh yeah, we understand so much now, and we can, you know, uh, shoot light through prisms, and we understand how that works, and weight, and physics, and and it's just like, yeah, now God's dead. Like, uh, that was a thing where they're like, we understand now God's dead. Like yeah, we don't yeah. need God anymore <laughs> because like that was a reason why we had gods around because we couldn't explain the you know the current understandings of things um they're like yeah nobody's gonna believe in god anymore we don't need him it's Mm -hmm. like yeah fast forward yeah you know (laughs) 600 years or whatever and it's like yeah people still believe in god yeah yeah it's weird so i don't know i like coming back i feel like uh, as i learned more and more like when i went to college and i learned more about the things that i thought were kind of like they they were just fact like they mm. they were known yeah, things yeah. um you you learn more and more that there's people like people don't know as much as you think they did yeah yeah or yeah. uh people aren't as brilliant as you thought they were you know things like that where mm. you then you kind of become like oh shit the world's kind of a mess like like oh, it, yeah, like what sure. what is math you know what i mean yeah 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 <laughs> fuck it no it's like yeah, I think about 100 years from now, if somebody came back to visit us, you know, and showed us the latest technology, we'd think it'd be magic in the same way that if we went back 500 years and yeah. showed somebody the iPhone, they'd think that's fucking, they'd burn you at the stake, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, um, it's, yeah, it's in that kind of uh, train of thought, but yeah, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the world's gonna end in like two the next days. year. Anyway, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Next because year. of Russia. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, all the yeah, the nukes and did, the. Uh, did, did you hear? Did you hear the? Uh, hear the what? What supposedly how like the whole thing about their mobilization? Yeah, they're they're instilling a draft. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they said that they're gonna they're gonna mobilize three hundred thousand men. Yes. But supposedly someone's reporting that 
it's actually up to a million. Oh my god! So they 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 like in their um the law like whatever the draft thing that they're putting up, it's actually a million. And um, I watched this Russian uh, YouTuber. Okay. Actually, I used to watch him on TikTok before they banned TikTok there. Um, but he he he's still able to post to YouTube, and so I hadn't like watch this stuff in a while because I'm usually not going on YouTube that often. And so I looked yesterday, no, today, and he did a video about this mobilization thing. And he said that they changed the law about getting drafted and if you refuse to go. So he was like, before, if you got drafted, the law basically stated like, if you got drafted and you didn't want to go, you just like didn't show up. Uh, you probably would like get in, in some kind of trouble, maybe yeah. like fined or whatever. Arrested, maybe. Yeah, but he said now they changed it to where if you don't, then you go to prison. It's like a very harsh sentence. You're going to prison. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why people are leaving Russia. Yeah, yeah. I did. I saw it was like a a plane ticket out from Moscow or somewhere to like somewhere close by. It was like yeah, like Turkey is a fifteen thousand dollars a yeah. ticket. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're um yeah he's gouging the bitch. He was he was talking about that and he's he was like, for instance, there's like one ticket left to go to this city or whatever. I guess it's like out the next few days. Yeah. Um but supposedly there it's like people who have experience who were in the army, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. who have some kind of like maybe police officers, I don't Thanks. know. Stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it sucks. I feel like that. I feel like that would never happen. Well, if it ever happened in the United States, I feel like people would people would riot. What a draft! Yeah, a draft. Yeah. Well, I mean, like a necessary draft, or like if we were invading a country that yeah. didn't ask for it. Yeah, if like your country was already <laughs> like like if we were eh. if we were going to the Middle East and they were like draft time. Yeah, and we were like mm. yeah, or Vietnam. <laughs> Like uh, that was a big one. Yeah if, yeah. if like something like Vietnam happened today, where like half the country was like, "I don't think this is a good idea. We shouldn't be doing this," and they were like, "Now, now we're drafting people." I feel like it would it would be a pretty big fucking deal. So like, wh- what do you think about this? So if if um if Russia actually had been successful in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And taken, you know, like the important places there and then decided to move on from there into like Finland or Poland, the NATO territory. Yeah, Poland. And then the U.S. is like, okay, well, we have to defend the NATO territories. Uh, Draft time. Yeah, I don't think they would need a draft, honestly. Yeah, I don't think they would need one. Because there's enough NATO countries to... Yeah, I think there's, there's enough reserve. I think there's enough active military i actually don't know this i just this is my gut feeling is that there would be enough people volunteering there would be enough people to you know uh to do that i think where a draft wouldn't be contested would be if like somebody was invading um the the united states like a homeland i think then people would be like yeah obviously i need i'm gonna you know join i have no problem joining to defend our country you know yeah isn't it weird how like no one really cares about north korea anymore like, do you think kim jong-un yeah. is like pissed off about this right now yeah he's like i'm not as popular as i once was yeah yeah 
uh he's like fuck I got, or not yeah i got covid yeah. here and nobody cares yeah yeah which is the funniest <laughs> shit ever oh help us we have covid yeah. uh-huh okay have so i saw that uh russia is more <laughs> sanctioned than north korea in terms of what like sanctions like oh really military and oh really yeah yeah like well i just saw that their stock market last week just completely plummeted oh did it yeah finally? yeah uh-huh finally yeah hmm. i mean that was like the biggest lie ever yeah of course yeah i i've been watching some videos where uh these guys in russia will just go around asking like people in the country people in the city and stuff like mm. Uh, will you, would you join the the mobilization or yeah. um, like what do you think of or, or one of the questions was who what country do you hate the most? Okay. Or which country do you hate? Yeah, right? yeah. Like, what what, what is that? Yeah. What were the answers? Uh, the two answers were yeah. well, actually, uh, one person said Poland. Okay. Um, uh, interesting. And the what two they do? two <laughs> answers are. Uh, well, Poland and Russia, I think, have always had have had like a very long historical yeah. battle between the two. Like yeah. um, Belarus, which is between the two of them, yeah. uh, has that territory has like sometimes been Poli Poland, sometimes oh, okay. been Russia or the Soviet yeah. Union. Uh -huh. Anyway, so I think they just kind of dislike each other, mm -hmm. um, and uh, they said America and Ukraine. Yeah, yeah I mean. The thing, the thing about uh, Russia is really good at propaganda. They've they've always have been, um, and I think, you know, this is a uh, uh, Putin's not shy to saying that the reason why we're at war is because of the West and the Western ideology. I mean, we, listen, we did the same exact thing when it came to Vietnam. Special operation. The one. reason why we went to Vietnam was because we were afraid that communism was going to spread over into here. And then we're like, we had to stop communism. Russia's basically doing the exact same thing. They're going Western ideology, Western way of life is they're trying to impede uh, on Russian, you know, culture. And, you know, if we don't do anything about it, they're going to have their way. And, you know, they've, they've also, I uh, said that, you know, they're fighting Nazis and, in Ukraine and saving the Ukrainian people from Nazis. The Russian people from the Ukrainian Nazis. No, no. Right? No. The Russian troops think that they're going into Ukraine to save Ukrainians from right, Nazis. Right, 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 right. But like Ukrainian Nazis. No, 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 no but they're yeah. like they're like truly Russian people. That yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, Ukraine. you're trying yeah, they're basically saying you you know, Russia is trying to help help, you know. So, yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the propaganda. I mean, and so um, if you look at history and the wars have been fought and the propaganda that's been used to fuel those wars, um, th this is just another. It's just another uh, uh, act out of a playbook. Yeah, but yeah. we don't we don't do that anymore though. Eh, okay, whatever. No, 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 was no. you being sarcastic? No, I, we totally do. No, no, no I mean like uh, like. Uh, not really, not really. I mean, we went, we went to war with Afghanistan and Iraq and all those. Yeah, but we, but we had a specific reason for that. Yeah, what was the reason? Because of terrorism. Uh huh. Right, but yeah. there was actually terrorism. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't to the extent of which. I mean, they were like, yeah, we there's nukes over there. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> there was no. 
weapons of mass destruction. Right. I th- I think that they used an already bad situation. Yeah. Right? And also, if you ask, uh, you know, the the random guy in his basement, he would tell you that nine eleven was an inside job. Yeah. He exactly. Used it to propagate a war. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think it's like somewhat different. So, like most other nations, like also uh, went with us into the Middle East and fought. Yeah, but because that that's. Be- yeah, but be- that's only because they're al- allies, and they a lot of nations didn't right, go right. into our that the war that we started. Right, but like nobody in the rest of the world agrees that Ukraine was a threat to Russia. No, no, no. Well, well a lot China of, does. No, no, they don't. Oh, they don't. They don't agree. Oh, I thought they did. No, I don't. I don't think that North Korea does. <laughs> Korea. Belarus does. does I, as well. I think you, uh, China's position is that uh, Russia is protecting themselves, but at, like e- even in their recent meeting, the uh, dictator of China like expressed concern for why they needed to be in Ukraine. Yeah, right, right. Well, let's just say that China's not anytime soon going to into support with ground troops to help yeah so like china the country who also wants to take uh a nation like obviously would be the one supporting the other country who wants to take a nation yes 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 yes, but if you look at like uh the 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 eastern countries i guess you would call them yeah uh have there's like a pack between some of them it's like china russia um Iran, I think, is one of them. There's some others. And you look at them, and you're like, they're the worst countries. Like, they're all the bad countries. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. If, if you look at, the like, the most free, the most free and, uh, like, all, every country does bad things. We do bad things. The UK, uh, the, the, the countries in the UK do bad things. Uh, but in general, like, I think we're a force of good. Right, like there's the the UN is established. They have created lot like kind of like international laws and stuff. But then you have when you have like all of the country, most of the countries, and even some of the ones that aren't known to be like the better countries, saying like this is not right. This shouldn't have have have, have happened. And you have people in Russia who are who are saying the same thing. Then you like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, this is definitely, like, uh, something that's due for a longer conversation about, like, what's, you know, you know, the whole, we are the good guys, they're the bad guys, uh, because in, right now in China, there's probably some, probably not having a podcast, because that's frowned upon, or there's censorship <laughs> and stuff about talking about certain things, but I'm sure there's two people discussing how bad the United States is and how China is, you know, the force of good and all they want to do is help people. They do that in Europe too. I mean, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it's like, uh, who's right. Who's wrong. Yeah. There's totally bad things, but I think like in, like in the U S do we have censorship to the extent that they have in Russia and China and Iran? Yeah. There's definitely like, like I said, there's, there's, there's people who are, who are, protesting and, and rioting in Iran right now because mm-hmm. of that woman who was who was murdered yes. by their government. Right. You're right. Um yeah, not a good like thing. women don't have freedom there. Yeah. But there's also people in Iran that were like, that is a good thing. Yes. Yeah. And 
So who's wrong? Who's right? Right. So it like I I personally think what they did was wrong. Right. I think when you look at right and wrong in our society, it's usually on on the line of like if you're infringing on someone's rights. Yeah. So okay. So so your 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 perspective of right and wrong is based on id your cultural's ideologies, right? Yeah, to, to for the most part. Yeah, right. for the most part. Okay, so so if the ideologies of Iran are the way they are, um, does that make it wrong or right for them to do that? Because yeah, I think it. So if again, I think it's wrong. I'm not saying mm-hmm. I'm just I'm steel manning this argument. Right yeah, now. no, I yeah. I know that that's like the whole the whole thing. Like we make what we make up what's right and wrong. Like right, exactly. there's there's no actual wrong in society. Like we we decide what's wrong. Like in in nature, animals kill each other, mm-hmm. like just for food. Yes, and like. A lion wouldn't be like, it's wrong that you ate that hyena mm-hmm. or like you ate that other lion because you were hungry. Yeah, right. They would just be like, you were hungry. Yes. And I'm now I'm going to eat you, right? Uh, but I think, and I that that's what uh, people have always complained about the US because we've always tried to intervene in other countries where we've said like, oh, you're, you don't, uh, the people don't have freedom. Mm-hmm. So we have to give them freedom. Yeah regardless of if they intervened in in our world in our society like if you have a government who is uh cyber bullying us then we have the right to intervene in their country Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but if you have one that's just like murdering their own civilians do we have the right to say like in our country, it's yes. bad to kill people. That's my thing. It, yeah. That's my biggest qualm is like, I don't think we should intervene. Like if, if I think if we do go in and be like, Iran, you shouldn't be doing that. Or Russia, you shouldn't be doing that. That's going to start World War Three Because then it's just going to be Iran going to its people. Look, the Westerners are coming in to take over your way of life. Uh, we need to protect our way of life. We need to protect our history. We need to protect our culture. We need to pe- protect our allies. Um, I just, I, I never think going into a country to overthrow a dictator or intervene politically is ever a good idea. Like ever. Yeah. Like not even with Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. So we should have just let Ukraine get, get taken by Russia. Cause they would, I think they would. They probably would have. Yeah. 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 They probably would have. Yeah. Yeah. And then what happens? Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's, uh, that's a discussion for somebody who knows a lot more about that <laughs> situation. Yeah. Uh, but isn't, isn't it a show of strength to be like, fuck off Russia? Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely, um, there's definitely like a line, right? Yeah. You know, where that line is. I don't, I think, I think the United States have, has overstepped that line in a lot of ways that they probably shouldn't have, um, in the past, uh, and like saying we need to take out Putin. Yeah, not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Or go in and overthrow or help overthrow a dictator to just put another one in. Oh yeah. Or right. you know, the Venezuela thing was a terrible thing. Uh, I think so I think that that goes back to my whole point earlier about uh people not really knowing like like we, we trusted uh we trust the doctors, we trust the police, we trust the government, we trust the military. I think that there are probably people in government who were like, 
we're going to take out the dictator in whatever country. We're going to stand up a new government. The people are going to be free. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this. We're going to make some money off of it because they have oil, whatever. Yeah. And then like they went and did it and it was a shit show. Like you have uh, the director of whatever, the CIA, like the old director, former director of the CIA, who's saying like, oh yeah, we went in and paid like these guerrilla groups to go and fight against the government. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? Right, right, yeah. Like they went and made, ter- like they made terror, like, or mm-hmm. they, they, they funded terrorists. Yeah. Groups. They basically, uh, United States basically created ISIS. In that yeah. Way. yeah. It would be and like if Russia came over here and started paying like the proud boys and the oath keepers Which and like all these, do. all these yeah. like ex- extremist groups yeah. to then to go start like, Riding the or like, like taking wars, over the cars, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and we're, we're like, that's fucked, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, it's it's like a, it, it's a complicated issue. I don't think it's one that we, no one can, I think you can have good points and 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 talk about the bad points. Uh, it's not, it's like, it's like one of those deci- um, discussions I don't think anybody's right, you know, um, it's like racism. <laughs> I don't know about that, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, like, Just listen, kidding. if the Just United kidding. States was, you know, Ukraine, we would want people to come help us. Um, you know, I think it's a, it's a, it's a hard discussion to have when you are, you know, arguably the superpower, right? Yeah, so, of course. Cause it's, that's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's the other thing too. Is is uh, when whenever you listen to uh, someone like Putin speak and they say, you know, the U.S. is bullying us and which, like, yeah, we the were West is bullying. Uh, us. He has he had like I'm not gonna defend what Putin does, but he, he, like what he's saying, he does have. There is some substance. Yeah, there. because. There's so much history, yeah. especially between Europe and Russia. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know he always talks about like, oh, America's the enemy, America's the enemy, but like we've, yeah. We there said was... the exact same thing during the Reagan era. The Russians were the enemy. I'm watching uh, The Americans right now, which is mm-hmm. an FX show about the, it's basically through the perspective of the KGB living in America, right. um, operating uh, in its own cell. And it's interesting to watch the perspective. I mean, obviously this is fiction, but it's based on it's based on uh, history and stuff. Um, it's interesting to see uh, the perspective of the United States at the time towards Russia. Like they were the complete enemy. Like we wanted to com- we wanted to eviscerate them, basically. Right. Because um, they were the other world power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the, they were a threat to to our you know democracy, basically, and right. that's how Reagan and that administration sold it to the American people. Yeah, but it's funny because we've never really been at like a, a direct war with Russia. Yeah. Right. Like I mean, we've been at war with them, like the the Cold War. Yeah. Uh, cyber war. Yeah. Proxy wars, like through Syria. It's always and stuff. been stopped. Through mutual assured destruction. Right. Yeah. But they have been at literal war, killing each other with Europe. Yes. So, like, technically, they have much more historical beef with pe- with the European people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yet yeah. they see us as so much of a threat, so much more of a threat. Yeah. That we are their their top end. Like we are the enemy. Yes. Yes. I think Europe is too. Like they are the West. Well, it, it's, in, it's in like that. So, so I mean, America has has a longstanding history with European allies. Right. And so when, when somebody when like Russia goes and fights Ukraine, 
or Poland or Germany or whatever, whatever it is. It's also basically fighting the United States because it we have a partnership. Because we support them. Exactly. With- We're like, hey, and that goes all the way back to World War One and Two, right? Like the Allied and versus the the axis of you know, a power, and um, it's basically just like a longstanding handshake. Like, yeah, if you need help, we will come and give you help. Just like the United States has done with Ukraine so far, we've given them billions of dollars in aid. And um, without that, you know, surely we would have to assume that they would not be, yeah, they would not be where they are right now. It it's it's also it it's so weird because, uh, it, like, uh, two years ago, did you? I mean, I know the U.S. always talks about like the news is always like, oh, Russia's meddling in our elections and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, come on, Russia, like fuck off, right? Yeah. yeah but yeah, in yeah. general, you weren't like, like if someone was like, like which which country do you hate the most? Russia, like you wouldn't really think of Russia. You'd just be like, Russia's Russia, whatever. Like they're kind of annoying. No, I, I would say the flavor of the moment was the Middle East at that point. Yeah, or like North since, Korea or since, something. Uh, right? Since nine eleven, it's always been the enemy was in the Middle East or whatever. That's what's been sold to us. Right. And if you've ever like, even now, when you meet a Russian person, mm. you're not like no that like even came directly from Russia. I think generally you don't care at all, right? I, I think generally anybody who comes from anywhere, I, I don't have a problem with. You know, it's like. It, and and that's again like a whole this discussion about um propaganda and like nationalism and and how those go hand in hand and um it's uh, it, you know at the end of the day it's just governments fighting other governments it's right. not you know the ukrainian thing is is a different i think a situation because it has to do with like um, the division of people during the, the fall of the Soviet Union and, you know, the Russian, some Russians becoming Ukrainians and this and that and the other. I don't, I'm not an expert on the whole his, history of that, but there's a bit of geopolitical drama going on there with the you know, different cultures of people. Right. Um, but like America doesn't really have that. It's just like America government versus China government. Yeah. I don't think They're like the companies. Chinese people really were like, fuck the Americans. I don't think a lot of Americans are like, fuck Chinese people. It's the Chinese government. It's the United States government. And the fact that like you and I, simple common people have to have some sort of like a uh, problem with another commoner is like ridiculous to me. Right. Like it, it's it's so silly and stupid, it's trivial and and unnecessary. But if you ask a lot of Americans and a lot of Russians, they will say that like they hate the other country. Well, that's I think that's a, a certain person that uh, their identity falls heavily into that whole drama. It's like. It's like, I don't know, I think it's silly that if you have a Dodge Ram that you have the American flag with an eagle on, imprinted on the back of your truck. It's like, okay, so this guy's identity obviously aligns with like nationalism in the United States and go America. It's like, I don't think it's necessary to... to uh, I, I just, I don't, I don't personally identify with that, so it's hard for me to understand that. Um, and obviously, like I don't, 
I don't understand or have the perspective of somebody who works in like the CIA who has like dedicated their entire lives to protecting our country or like I've never been in the military so I haven't seen the horrors of fighting another country or going to war with another government. So like um I'm just here trying to live my life um and maybe that's naive or ignorant but I think that I'm in the majority when I say that or I'm in the majority of people who identify in that same way. Who's a bigger threat, Russia or the domestic terrorists living in the U.S.? <laughs> uh, oh, man, that's really hard. That's really hard um, because I don't think the information I have to make that decision is accurate uh, because I think there's a – I think the whole domestic MAGA – thing or whatever you want to call it um insurrectionists or something i think that is most is a is 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 heightened by the opposition to that um there's a lot of fear mongering going on in the united states currently um i i don't i'm not going to ignore that that's a problem um but uh i think think that those fears are being uh, leveraged to sway uh, the public politically. Um, and I think historically that's been done with Russia, you know, uh, in the same way. So I don't think Putin wants to invade the United States. I think he's using the idea of Western culture and Westernism to propagate his war against the Ukrainians. Um, you know, I think... Uh, yeah, a war with the United States would be uh, bad for everybody. Yeah, he knows. He already knows he fucked up, so he's just trying to clean <laughs> it up now. Um, yeah. yeah, I read that the Democratic Party spent millions of dollars um, getting uh, Trump-affiliated candidates voted in through the primary. Oh, so they could make fools. So of them. that they'll lose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. L yeah, I'll just say I don't, I don't, I don't really subscribe to the idea that that's an imminent threat. I don't think. Um, no, no, but I, but what I'm saying is I, I think it's interesting, like what you said. They're leveraging yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're taking those those more extreme candidates who yes. probably wouldn't have won, and they yeah. funded their campaigns yeah. to make them popular. Yeah, listen, the the fact that uh, Trump was so polarizing was so damaging, but also so very valuable to the Democrats because right. they could use that to win elections, which they did. Which is which is my point. I think every Republican right now should hope that Trump gets disqualified yes. from running yes. in the election. Yes. Because I think it will really damage the party more. Yeah. And you'll be way better off having someone else. Yes. <laughs> and you you could yeah. you could definitely win. You don't need that loser. Win big. You yeah. don't need that loser. <laughs> Nobody needs him. Um Yeah, I, I think I think uh uh, yeah, I'd be I'd be pretty worried if uh, come come time to elect the next president that he's on the ballot for the Republicans. Yeah, I think that's be that'd be um, not in anybody's interest. Yep. But anyway, that seems like a good spot to end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we hope uh, we cover we covered a lot. 
Um, we didn't cover how, how harmful uh, 5G is for you yet, but next episode, that's coming. So uh, be on the lookout. Uh, yeah, also don't get your booster. <laughs> was boosters still a thing i don't know yeah you can still get boosters nice i've seen seen stuff in the news yeah actually we it's a requirement if you want to be on the show you must be boosted uh within the last week um anyway uh yeah thanks for listening thanks for watching uh, of course uh subscribe to us on uh apple podcast spotify stitcher youtube and uh if you're hungry for more you can visit our instagram we post a lot of great um photos and the recipes that we use to make these cocktails that we're drinking and we hope that you uh can take some of those and make them yourselves and enjoy at your home so uh check that out check out uh original kin the scripted audio drama first chapters out now and of course always check out what miles and sarah are up to at adventuring eyes on instagram or adventuringeyes.com. and till next time adios Fuck only fans. <laughs> <laughs>